0: Kimberly Eaton is a Pennsylvania-based writer, actor, and director. She has three plays to her credit, one which has been nationally produced by the American Ethical Union. She is a founding member of the Susquehanna Valley Ethical Society and has earned three Thomas Paine Citizen Journalism Awards from the ACLU and a few adversaries. In her career life, she received a master's degree in aquatic ecology from Bucknell University and studied fluvial geomorphology at Colorado State University. After several years as a field biologist, she attained a master's degree in medical science. Her hobbies and pastimes include ethnic cooking, fiber arts, antiquing, and travel. Prague, Paris, and Firenze are her favorite cities. Mykonos is her favorite island. She's crazy for fresh blueberry cobbler, and her favorite color is rainbow. You can find out more about Kim at Kimi Eaton. For this reading of Metro Stop, the part of Arlie is played by Joe Mac Miranda. The part of the voice of Arlie is played by Samuel Barnes Jaffe. The part of Kayla is played by Susan Ward. The part of the voice of Kayla is played by Katrine Arifai, with Daniel Capalbo Jr. reading stage directions and cues.
1: Metro Stop. A one-act play by... Kimberly Parker Eaton. Characters, Arlie. An average looking 30-ish male. Kayla. An average looking 30-ish female. Voice of Arlie's text. A person who looks similar to Arlie, but not as old and a bit more in shape. Voice of Carly's text. A person who looks similar to Carla, Kayla, I'm sorry, Kayla, but more youthful and very sexy. The characters and their voices respectively are dressed alike. Set, a large screen sits above and behind two subway car benches. A sliding subway train door is in the right of the bench. A pole in the foreground offset would lead authentic, would lend authentic, authenticity, but it's not necessary. It is the present day of a busy subway car at the height of rush hour. Subway sounds effects with braking doors opening, Arlie is a slightly paunchy, 30 ish man with a hairline just beginning to recede, rushes through the open door and takes a seat on the bench. He is dressed for success and completely uninterested in anybody else on his surroundings. He makes himself comfortable, props an ankle on one knee and gets off out his iPhone. As he begins to type text, he smiles projected on the screen above him is his text message. And his disembodied voice speaks the words of his text. Arlie Chathead appears, a younger, more fit representation of Arlie on the screen with his
2: text. Hey, babe. hope your day went well. Didn't see your AM text until after lunch. I love you, too. Guess what?
1: There is a pause as the old woman, also 30-ish, rushes through from opposite side of stage. Looks about and sits on a bench beside Arlie's <clears throat> bench without looking at him. There is an assumption of a wall between them. Lighting or other stage techniques separates them as though on different subway cars. Arlie is still looking down, his attention on his phone. The young woman, Kayla, is not what you would call the athletic-looking type. Her hair is pulled back with a tortoiseshell headband, and her plain pencil skirt is slightly too snug. She wears a coordinated blouse and jacket and flat shoes. She looks tired and unengaged with her surroundings as she retrieves her iPhone from a large tote bag and sits. She reads the screen, sighs, and begins to text. Her text and her chat head appear on the screen above her. The chat head is younger and thinner version of Kayla, hair down and wearing sultry makeup. At this time, both the voice of Kayla and the voice of Arlie appear besides beside and slightly behind the characters of Kayla and Arlie. Facing and their chat's head disappears. Voice of Kayla looks distressed, as so does Kayla as she texts. Directors note from this point onward and told directing otherwise. The voice of each character's mirrors and gestures and facial expressions of Kayla and Arlie interact fully with one another, while Kayla and Arlie don't look at each other at all and written text may not reflect the emotions of the voices at the time. Voice of Kayla.
3: Oh, hey, so did you get the contract?
2: One more lunch meeting to sign and then seal the deal.
3: So I guess that means you'll be relocating.
2: Get ready for sunny San Diego, babe, two weeks. Kayla gazes
1: briefly at the ceiling, sighs heavily and looks back at her iPhone.
3: Congratulations. I don't know what else to say. I'm happy for you. What? I mean, you will be relocating.
2: You mean,
1: wait? There's a full 10 second pause as Kayla squirms uncomfortably, then sighs.
3: You were completely serious.
2: Uh, yeah, I am.
3: I don't know what to say. I've been thinking about things. I guess I never thought this through completely until it was actually happening.
2: What do you mean? We're going to go for it if I got this job.
1: Kayla rubs her temples with a thumb and finger in one hand and looks away from her phone, then texts.
3: Come on, you thought that I would just go?
2: Babe, are you joking? I can't tell. You are joking, right, LOL?
3: No, not joking, Ariel.
2: Wait, what? We've been together for eight months. I love you.
3: Together? We haven't even met. For f- in eight months
2: because you wanted to build a relationship on how our souls interacted without complicating it with physical constraints, remember?
3: That's just it. We don't even really know each other. We have never made actual
2: contact. Then let's do it. I've been begging you. Even so, I followed your rules. Now it's time. Meet me tonight. I can't.
1: A pause as Arlie takes his fingers through his hair and sighs heavily. Kayla is tapping her foot nervously and biting
2: one nail. What are you afraid of, Kay? I
3: don't know. It's, it's just been so great with you. Now I don't want to ruin it. God, I don't know what I'm trying to say.
2: Really do not understand, I love you. You've been telling me the same for, the, for at least six months. What changed?
3: What changed is that you're moving to San Diego and I can't make that commitment based on a completely textual relationship.
2: But you wanted it that way. We fell in love with each other through every conversation we've had. I know all that I need to know about you. Meet me. Please, we need to sort this out F to F.
3: We know about each other, but we don't know each other. It's too weird.
1: There is a brief pause while Kayla considers.
2: I'm sorry. What are you saying? You made the rules. You said no contact, not even our actual voices, until we really felt like it would work between us. You text I love you every day. There isn't anything we haven't covered in eight months, in hours of time texting. Unblock my calls, please. We need to at least talk if you cannot meet face to face tonight. Will you Skype?
1: There's a long pause. Kayla and Arlie are both wretchedly distressed.
2: Kayla, please.
3: Ariel, listen. <clears throat> Just because we have been having intimate conversations for several months it doesn't mean I know you well well enough to move to San Diego with you just like
2: that. Listen, I can't listen to texts. Why won't you meet me? Because I can't leave
3: everything here and go to San Diego with someone I only think I love via text conversations. And now that you're going in two weeks, there's no time for us to actually have a real relationship. So it's sort of pointless. I'm sorry.
2: I can't believe this. We know everything about each other. I know the name of your best friend in kindergarten. I know about your first prom date. I know your mother's birthday for FGS. You said you loved me.
3: I'm sorry. Please don't think that this is easy for me either.
2: You're really breaking up with me.
3: You can't say breaking up when we were never really together, I Ariel.
2: Okay, then. I'm not going to San Diego. I haven't signed the final contract yet. I'll stay where I am and we'll, we will take the next step. Skype! No.
3: You've been working toward this for months. If you turn it down for me and then we don't work out, you will always blame me i'm really sorry
2: my heart is breaking kayla i love you i want you in my life all of you
3: how do you know that maybe you wouldn't like the way i look how my voice sounds the way i walk how i smell it's too late you have to go and you'll never learn these things about me
2: kayla i don't care about those things i care that you like fifties music and horses, the color green, and that you can't sing on key.
3: Okay, but maybe it would be me. Maybe I would hate the sound of your voice, the way you eat or what your kisses taste like. Um, taste like. Maybe we would really suck in bed together.
2: Then at least give me the chance to show you that this is not fair, Kayla.
3: Why would I have sex with you just so I could make up my mind, whether to toss away everything here to go to San Diego?
2: Well, the sexting was pretty great.
3: You can't expect reality to be the same as sexting. My God. Texting is nothing more than fantasizing to one
2: another. Okay but I am willing to take that chance. Hey, what can I do to make you come with me?
3: Nothing. There is nothing.
2: What about the things we talked about doing together, besides sex? What about the movies we both love? That we both love sushi, both hate getting up early, and we both want a dog? Please, Kay. we have shared so much. You know the stuff that is important to know about me. You know as much as my best friend since junior high knows.
3: Yes. And in retrospect, I think it was not such a great idea.
2: How can you say that? We found our soulmates in each other.
3: Ariel, I am hurting too. We didn't consider the stakes. We made a mistake.
2: You don't want me to stay. You don't want to go with me, but you say you're hurting. Okay. Now it makes sense.
3: So you understand.
2: I was being sarcastic.
3: Look, don't get angry. How would I know that?
2: You wouldn't. Unless, unless we were actually hearing each other speaking. Why did you let me believe that you would go with me? Was this all a game to you?
3: No. Don't say that.
2: I loved it, too. Love. Oh, now it's loved.
3: No, I didn't mean it like
2: that. Please don't be angry with me. Why not? Eight months of thinking that I had a future with you, Kayla. This is ridiculous. Call me.
3: I won't. Don't you think we were both just living with unrealistic expectations? We were, are in love with the people we created in our own imaginations. We even helped each other to do it. It was a mistake. I'm
2: sorry. So that's it. You thought I was the type of person to share all of my secrets, my personal stuff, to a stranger
3: i'm not a stranger
2: so which is it kayla because i am really confused you're not a stranger but we are completely fictitious to each other
3: yes both look it's not black and white intimate strangers i think that term has been used somewhere before
2: i need to think I'm going now. I'll text you later. I love you.
3: No. Don't. Let's not torture each other. Let's just quit now. I have to go. Bye, early. I'm very sorry. I'm going to... Like
1: you now. The train stops. Doors open and Kayla tr- rises to disembark. It now becomes apparent that the two were on the same subway car. <laughs> Kayla drops her scarf. Arlie quickly grabs it and turns, standing at the same time.
4: Uh, miss! Miss!
3: Thank you, sir.
1: Kayla hurries off to the train, and Arlie sits back down with a sigh, staring at nothing. The end.
5: <laughs> it was fun to watch watch uh, four, four different human beings portraying this. Then. it was. I,
6: I love the expressions of the the actual Arlie and Kayla. You did a good job at that. It was also neat to have someone reading
5: the stage directions it was It was it had a more story feel to it than the staged version of it.
6: It did yeah, I agree So did it make everyone sad at the end <laughs>
5: <laughs> what i'm wondering is um. Because with the advancements in technology, we, we are experiencing evolutions at such a more rapid pace than like when I was a kid. Uh, so if you make a joke about whatever that was from, you know, this was, a,
6: this was something that was really at the forefront of a lot
5: of people's minds during like when dating online started to become something everybody was doing. There was a time in, in our lives when that wasn't the case. When if you were dating online, that was seen as foolish and desperate. Now it's something. <laughs> I don't even think about now left, 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 wait, what am I? i She's gorgeous. You know, like, right, right, right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's different now, but I, I'm actually curious about the younger participants that played the different versions of Arlie. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Because online dating and texting and sexting are pretty
2: normal for your lives. It's such a, yeah, it's such a common thing. It's funny to hear people say, um, that online dating is so weird especially like now when it's kind of the only dating you can do um I don't know it is such such a normal thing for us we can have it as a you know turn on our phone you have a whole dating app there um it's such a normal thing it's not a I even know it's 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 so funny who you say it's desperate because even my parents are like why don't you date online right
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know you know
4: I know I definitely just in terms of like when it first started to get really popular, I definitely was like, man, I'm above that. Like, you know, like, it's not me, like I want to meet people, meet people in bars and like, I like am a real person, you know, and then like, you know, that I'm on hinge, I'm on Tinder and like, you know, it just happens that way. Um, it's just the whole game. It's just completely changed. You know, I feel like it's so, I feel like I only know people who go on hinge dates, especially now with COVID it's like you get a test, you, you know, you make sure that you're, you you do not have a, you know, you don't have a positive reading and then you can go and see people. And then like, you know, everybody has their own rules for what happens there. You know, are you kissing? Are you going home with, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, cause obviously COVID's crazy. So um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I really loved your piece. I, I just love the structure of like, yeah. I, so you're seeing the text, right? You're seeing the text behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. 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 I mean, it's great. It's, it's, it's just, it's great drama because I feel like, we all live in this place where, like, there's so much happening be- behind the scenes, and it would be great to see how these um, these characters like react to the things that they're looking at, and then, like, you know, like they're on the they're on the train. Are they getting up? Are they looking somewhere? You know, like, what are they doing while they're texting? It's very interesting dramatically. So,
6: I wish you could have seen the way that um, that we costumed the the pairs because we dressed them. Alike, but with certain distinctions between the um, the fantasy avatar type um, look of what they the Arlie and Kayla wanted to portray to each other, or wanted to see each other as, and the actual couple, wow. and that really, I think, I think that really was effective mm-hmm. in the play. But, um, mm-hmm. I had a fun time doing that. That was so much fun, Isaac.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. the, the rehearsal process, um, it would have been easy as actors to think if you were cast as actual Arlie and actual Kayla, that your roles were not important because it's all about the voices that are communicating. And I saw that very, very differently. Uh, I thought that everybody was crucial to telling the story properly. So the rehearsal process actually often had interlappings. So. For this rehearsal, the actual Arlie and the actual Kayla are gonna play the voices and the voices are gonna play the actual. And then this time, the voice of Kayla is gonna play actual Kayla, but the voice of Arlie is gonna stay the voice of Arlie. I had, I had them doing myriad things together just to make sure that the, the characters and their voices were synonymous with one another. Um, but I, I also created a little digital thing for the beginning. And uh, you know, so it was actually like you were texting. But anyway, the the main thing is that the, uh, yeah, you watch in the beginning, you watch the actual people looking the way they look, Harley being distraught, Kayla being, you know, like already kind of having resigned that this is over with these bright and shiny avatars, like talking to each other, you know, and by the end, they've all looked the same. They're all defeated because Mm -hmm. of the decision that's been made.
6: And, and we even incorporated some subtle costume changes toward the end so that they would actually start looking more like each other too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, I didn't actually, I didn't get to see the actual production because months before I even submitted that piece and never dreamed that it would get chosen, um I had planned a trip with my daughter to Paris so I had to call them on show night from Paris to tell them to break a leg
5: yeah I forget did we get video of that for you to see or anything no
6: that's
5: so sad so sad.
6: (laughs) well I saw the rehearsals all the way up to the week before so that was cool
5: right oh I gotta say um Susan I don't know if you've ever acted you were fantastic
3: Oh, yeah, I'm an actress. Okay, (laughs) that makes a lot (laughs) of sense. I didn't get to see the acting of the two people, maybe while I was reading. So maybe I will go watch the video after. But they really, um, I'm not an actor, Kim, and it was fun reading your play. I could connect with it, with the characters so much thank you uh, my heart my heart was beating so I was like feeling it all- I was feeling all the emotions inside of me so it was very easy to connect with with him
2: I, thank
6: Thanks. I
2: agree with that it flowed beautifully
6: thank you